Welcome to Master Your Relationship Mind Drama. Teaching you how to manage your mind so that you can create relationships you love. And now, here's your host, certified relationship coach and expert in all things love, friendship and mind drama, Rebecca Orr. Hi guys. I officially announced this podcast to my email list and Instagram this week. If you're not on my email list, I definitely recommend you go and get on it. You can do that by going to my website, RebeccaOrCoaching.com. But yeah, I've had such amazing responses so far to this podcast. I'm so happy about that. I uh, I wanted to have a few episodes recorded and, and posted before I started talking about it to everyone. So I'm really excited to hear that people are resonating and finding the podcast format really helpful. Thanks so much to everyone who came to my Instagram and, and sent me a nice message to let me know what they thought. That was so, so lovely. In today's episode, I want to talk about when people don't like us. <laughs> And when I say that, you can think of it as a range of situations. Maybe it's a person at work who doesn't want to spend time with you outside of work, or a boyfriend or a girlfriend um, who decides that they don't want to be with you anymore. Somebody who says no to going on a second date with you, whatever. I'm talking about somebody saying no to you in some way. Now, most of us will naturally find these situations very painful. As humans, we are hardwired for connection and our brains have evolved to fear rejection. This comes from the caveman days when we lived in small tribes. And, you know, if we were excluded or cast out by our tribe, we would have been more likely to be eaten by predators or die of starvation, which means the humans that went on and passed their genes down through evolution were the humans that understood the importance of being accepted by the herd, by the tribe. This is why rejection can sometimes feel like death to us, because deep in our unconscious minds, to our primitive brains, rejection is deadly. So having this intense response to rejection does not make you strange or weird or overly sensitive. It makes you a human being with a human brain. But now in modern day society, being rejected by somebody does not mean you're going to be eaten by predators or die of starvation. In our modern day society, rejection actually just means that you're going to feel a negative emotion in your body. And negative emotions, while they may not feel like a spa day, are not deadly to you. Now, the worst pain we feel from rejection is the pain created by our own thinking our own thoughts. The thoughts of what we make that rejection mean about us. So I'm going to repeat that because it's really important. Nowadays, the worst pain we will feel from rejection is the pain created by our own thoughts because of what we make that rejection mean. Now, this isn't me suggesting that if someone we really care about decides to end a relationship or a friendship with us, that we should just be happy about it and not care at all. Of course not. You know, we want to feel sad and mourn the endings of relationships that we cared about. And we want to be human beings that feel negative emotion and positive emotion as part of our human experience. But the kind of pain I'm talking about here is the additional suffering that we tend to heap on top of ourselves with what we make the rejection or ending mean about us. Maybe you make them not wanting to be your friend mean you're not fun enough. 
maybe you make them excluding you from an event mean that you're a loser and not likable. Maybe you make them breaking up with you mean that you're not attractive enough or that you'll never find somebody else. This is what we call dirty pain. And it's the unnecessary suffering we create by the meaning we attach to certain situations. I would do this a lot with my friendships. I made somebody not wanting to meet up with me or make plans with me or make the kind of effort with me that I wanted to make with them mean that I was a loser and not likable. And when I really looked at that thinking, the thought error was very clear. My brain was believing that if I was likable and good enough, everybody that I wanted to spend time with would want to spend time with me. And if somebody didn't, then the only explanation was that I wasn't likable enough and a loser. But that equation my brain was doing totally did not add up because as humans, not everybody is going to like us and want to be in our lives. We are not going to be everybody's cup of tea and we're not supposed to be. And when somebody doesn't like you or want to be in your life, the reason isn't that you are innately unworthy or not good enough. The reason is because of their thoughts. And I can almost hear some of you saying, yes, but if I was good enough, then they'd have good thoughts about me and want to be my friend or my partner. No, 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 no. (laughs) That is not true. I want you to think of your favorite singer or actress. You have great thoughts about them. But there are some people on this planet who have the complete opposite thoughts about them. They think they're rubbish or overrated or they're just not really into their style or the sound of their voice or whatever. Does the fact that some people dislike your favourite singer or actress mean that they are unlikable and not good enough? Of course not. You still believe they're amazing and that the people that don't like them just have different preferences. Perhaps you even think they're wrong or crazy. (laughs) Who knows? My point is, you don't make the fact your favourite singer isn't loved by everyone mean they're not lovable. You accept that that is normal. That of course they aren't liked by everyone. Of course some people don't like them or don't, you know, think they're amazing. Of course some people find them irritating or overrated. Because humans have different thoughts and opinions about everything. And nobody is liked by everyone. Well, this exact way of thinking also applies to you. The thoughts they have about you, whether they think you're funny, interesting, attractive, boring, annoying, too loud, too quiet, whatever, actually has nothing to do with you. It's all about their own brain, their own preferences. Their brain, which is wired to its own unique way of thinking, with its own opinions, its own hang-ups, beliefs, past experiences, ways of working which means you do not create whether they have positive thoughts about you or negative thoughts about you. Because really think about it. If you did, if you as a circumstance created what everybody thought about you, surely we would all have the exact same thoughts. I always think of this with my Instagram post. I can post something and one person will comment and say, this was so amazing and helpful and makes so much sense. And then somebody else can comment five minutes later saying it's the biggest load of shit they've ever read and that I don't know what I'm talking about. Who's right? The truth is neither of them. Neither of them are right or wrong. They just have two different opinions about me. And my post did not create either or both of those opinions. It was their own brains that did. 
It was the exact same post and the exact same words. So if it was responsible for the reaction it got, how could it create two completely different responses? It couldn't. It would have had to get the same exact response from everybody. So I teach the model, which was created by Brooke Castillo, the founder of the Life Coach School. And it's basically a tool that shows how there are circumstances in our lives that we then have thoughts about. And those thoughts create the way we feel. And the way we feel drive our actions and the way we act creates our results. So if you imagine this model and you can imagine how in everybody else's model, you are a circumstance. You are a neutral circumstance that they are going to have different thoughts about that will create different feelings. Some will have you as their circumstance and they're going to have great thoughts about you. Others won't and that's okay. It's when we make other people's negative thoughts and opinions about us or their rejection of us in some way mean something about who we are that we've run into trouble. We then use their opinion about us as a reason to reject ourselves and believe horrible things about ourselves. If you need everybody to like you in order for you to like you, you will never fully be able to love and accept yourself because trust me, there is no human alive that everybody likes. So I want you to really give this some thought. Maybe it's a rejection that's happened way in the past. Maybe it's a rejection you're scared of happening in the future. Or maybe it's not even a definite rejection. Maybe this person does appear to want to be in your life, but you're reading into their behavior and drawing the conclusion that they aren't having amazing thoughts about you and you'd love them to have different thoughts. Ask yourself, what am I making that mean? And why am I choosing to make it mean that? If a million people in the world would have a million different thoughts about you, Why are you making this person or this group of people's opinions so important? What if it really didn't need to be? What if the fact that this person didn't like you simply meant they're not one of your people? They fall into the category of people that don't get you or don't have amazing thoughts about you and that that is totally normal, that you're supposed to have people in this category. And now you get to just move on and find others who fall into the category of people that love you and want to be in your life. I remember being coached on this a few years ago and the coach asked me what my favorite color was. So I said red and she said, okay, so imagine that you are red and imagine that you're going around and meeting people and pretending to be blue for the people that love the color blue or green for those that prefer green, or purple for all the purple lovers. (laughs) You're not actually being liked by anybody because the people that do like you aren't actually liking you as the color red that you are. They're liking a pretend fake version of you that's masquerading as their favorite color. And the people that truly love red, that would love to get to know the real you, they don't even get the chance to. They can't even find you because you're busy pretending to be somebody that you're not. And that always, always stuck with me. It's a really strange metaphor, but for some reason it really resonated that I'm not supposed to be everybody's favorite color. (laughs) And that while I'm trying to be people's favorite color, I'm not actually being truly liked by anybody. There's a great quote from Dita Von That is, you can be the ripest, juiciest peach in the world and there's still going to be somebody who hates peaches. 
And I love to remind myself of that sometimes. Not everybody's supposed to want to be your friend. Not everybody's supposed to want to stay in your life forever. And not everybody's supposed to understand and appreciate you for everything that you are. And that's okay. Instead of focusing on the people that don't like peaches, (laughs) why not focus on the ones that do? The ones that love peaches, who want to be around peaches all day long. (laughs) Why not focus on the reasons you love being a peach and go be the best damn peach that you can be? If you hate peaches, you still get what I'm trying to say here. (laughs) Embrace the fact that you're not supposed to be everybody's cup of tea and decide on purpose to make that mean nothing about you. And ask yourself, how can I still like and accept me even when somebody else doesn't? What do I want to believe about myself even if that person doesn't believe it too? You are a flawed, imperfect human. And you're supposed to be. You're not supposed to always be perfect and kind and get it right because you're a human being, which means you're supposed to be messy and you're supposed to get it wrong. It comes with the territory. How can you love that version of you, the you that doesn't have it all together all of the time, the you that isn't perfect, the you that gets it wrong, the you that's never going to be 100% perfect all of the time? If you want to work on your thoughts about you, I suggest starting looking at the negative thoughts you have about yourself at the moment and work on getting those to neutral. So many people try to transform their thoughts from negative to being amazingly positive and they really struggle to make such a massive jump. So if this sounds like you and it sounds like this might be where you're getting stuck, I have a free self-esteem boosting kit that will really help you look at what your negative thoughts are at the moment, question them, and then create more neutral ways of looking and thinking about yourself. If you follow me on Instagram, just click the link in my bio and head to the um, the link that says self-esteem boosting kit and you'll be able to download it there or click to the podcast description here and I will drop the link for it there too. I really hope this podcast has been useful, guys. It's been something that's been coming up a lot in my coaching sessions. So I really hope it resonated. And until next time, have a great rest of the week. If you're loving this podcast, you can also hang out with Rebecca on Instagram and TikTok at Rebecca or Coaching. Don't forget to sign up to her email list for exclusive freebies and for more information on her one-to-one and group coaching programs.